princess? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Yeah. What's yours? Guess. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. I like that movie. It was scary. Well, well the first one was, but the rest sucked. So, you got a boyfriend? <laughs> Why, you want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. Do you have a boyfriend? Mm, no. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. What did you say? Alright everybody, welcome to Woodsboro. This is the Skeleton Crew Scream Retrospective. We're going to cover Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, and unfortunately have nothing to say about the TV show that never actually came to fruition. This is Alex, I am with Dan Chase and Jamie Jenkins. What's up guys? What's going on man? Glad to be here as always. This is going to be fun. We're in Woodsboro now. God, we we left the dungeon. We just headed over to Woodsboro. <laughs> the weather's nice. We took the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's a little bright, but you know that happens when you in a when you're in a dungeon all the time. <laughs> right. My skeleton won't stay its whitest. It's gonna get that jersey tan, even though we're in Woodsboro. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be walking around with an orange skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I saw somebody say that literally looked like a fucking pumpkin. Like, they were so orange. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are, are the days of tanning fucking beds over? Or Does anybody still do that? Uh, here they do. <laughs> well, yeah, Jersey they do, but Jersey's all over the world. Hopefully real people don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm from Jersey, and people from Jersey are probably like, hey, asshole. <laughs> hey, asshole! <laughs> it's true, though. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're like we said, we're going to get into all the Scream movies. Uh, we were going to do this for a long time, and the thing we were really waiting for was the Scream TV show, because, you know, we usually like to tie our retros into something current. We With the Psycho, we did it for the Bates Motel TV show. With Hatchet, we did it for Hatchet 3. With Evil Dead, we did it for the Evil Dead remake. Is that how it works? Yeah. Huh. I thought it was totally random. Oh, no. We're, we're so thought out. <laughs> it's chess, not checkers. Texas Chainsaw. We did it for Texas Chainsaw 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, that new one. Um, yep. What else did we do? Uh, Jaws? I think Jaws. we just did that for the summer. Because it was July 4th, right? When that happened. Yes. Yeah. Are we talking retros? Which yeah, just retros. And, uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway, we did that just for the summer, I think. That was fun. Friday, we did that to start the show off with the 12 days of Friday the 13th, leading up to Friday the 13th, the second Friday the 13th of 2012. And, of course, we say it's the first on our show. So we start our show off 
wrong right off the bat. <laughs> That's how so we do it. You can tell this word's going. <laughs> we, we, we can plan it so perfectly where we can have the last one hit Friday the 13th leading up to it, yet we can't get the other end of it. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we don't even know which one it actually is. <laughs> So that's that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to add. So we'll be right back with uh, Scream 1996. Hey, guys, it's Wazell from Banana Laser. Hey, yo, and this is Dave Z. And you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, this me. Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. You get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. He didn't make the rules. The police are always off track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. Everybody's a suspect! You're not scared, are you? Scream. Scream, 1996. This movie makes me feel old. <laughs> That's what this movie does. <laughs> yeah, right? Shit. A killer known as Ghostface begins killing off teenagers, and as the body count begins rising, one girl and her friends find themselves contemplating the rules of horror films as they find themselves living in a real-life one. This is directed by Wes Craven, the guy who directed The First Nightmare on Elm Street, Hills of Eyes, um, and some other stuff. Uh, the writer was Kevin Williamson. That name will come up a lot. Uh, the stars of the movie, Drew Barrymore is the main star of the movie. <laughs> Roger Jackson. I'm laughing at the Kevin Williamson thing. That was the funniest fucking thing. Every time we're like, who wrote that? Alex, it's like, Kevin Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Jackson is the voice. Hello, Sydney. That motherfucker. Hello, Sid. Hello, Sydney. What's up? Oh, no. Oh, God. Kevin Patrick Walls is Steve. I don't even know who that is. Steve. Stephen Orth. I don't know. The boyfriend. Uh, Casey's boyfriend. Why is he on the top of the list here? That's a good question. Maybe they do it in order of appearance. Cast overview first build only? I don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I got nothing then. David Booth, Casey's father. Okay, can we get some real people? Uh, Nev Campbell, Sydney. Here we go. Skeet. All rich. Skate, is, skate, skate. I'm gonna skeet all over this bitch. Uh, is <laughs> Billy. Um, Courtney Cox is Gail Weathers, a news reporter. Uh, okay. Oh, Rose McGowan is Tatum. I'm looking for more notable names. David Arquette is Deputy Dewey. Believe it or not, that's his real name. Uh, Matthew Lillard is Stewart. He's the guy from um, She's All That and that type of stuff. Uh, now Scooby Doo and all that crap he sold out. <laughs> Salt Lake City Punk. 
He's good in that. Yeah, he sold out, man. You know, I always wondered, how... Did he? Is Skeet Ulrich in one of the biggest, most successful horror movies on Earth, and he's never been in another thing since then? <laughs> he has. Let's see. He's been in other stuff. Okay, he's known for As Good As It Gets, <laughs> Jericho, The Craft, and we know that he's not really known for The Craft. The Craft. Would you even want to put The Craft in the mix like of your highlighted film? Hey, The Craft is awesome. Oh, sorry. But not for him. <laughs> Oops. I mean, The Craft rocks. Sorry. <laughs> he disappeared. I don't even understand what's going on. I don't know either, yeah. that Dude, that happens a lot, though. I don't know. Let's face it, he's a poor man's Johnny Depp. I mean, that's what he is. It's, yes. So. E- he's like yeah. the e- Equate brand Johnny Depp. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For all you Walmart shoppers out there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to Holy shit. Jamie, I just bought Equate today. What? <laughs> uh, uh-oh. <laughs> I never heard of Equate in my entire life. I, today, had to go get foot powder because my feet have been very humid lately. <laughs> Thanks for that, Alex. Oh, Dan, you talk about your man tits. He can talk about his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really. So, <laughs> my feet have been really, like, damp. Um, my, my socks and stuff. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So, I went to get Gold Bond powder, and I noticed it didn't say nothing about drying your foot out. So... I looked around and then this equate thing said for for uh, like moist feet or something. I don't know. You ever put gold blonde on your balls? No, that can give you cancer. I heard if you put talcum on your balls and it, can, <laughs> and it gets all tingly. Well, then like, I might try it. Like if a girl was sucking your dick and she had an Altoid in your mouth, in her mouth. Dude, you're telling me putting gold bond on my balls is like getting a blowjob? <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. All those single guys out there, you heard it from Dan Chase. <laughs> this movie um you know when they when they cast it they went they went big time i mean nev campbell was a star of uh, party of five which was a pretty big show it was like the counterpart of nile two and oh it wasn't as- i actually watched it oh you did yeah did you no mm, i tried to watch like three or four episodes and i just didn't didn't click mm. um who else was famous uh courtney cox was on um uh, i don't know what friends Friends. friends, yeah, friends, friends. <laughs> yeah. David Arquette, I don't know what he was on, but I know he's famous. Well, he's one of the Arquettes, for one. He's just a part of that family, but he's been on things here and there. He's been in movies and stuff before. Right. Um, and like I said, they just couldn't afford Johnny Depp, so they got Skeet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the movie starts off in, uh, we won't, you know, walk through, but just let's talk about, obviously, the intro, the first uh, 12 minutes. Um, Drew Barrymore, you know, when you guys went to the theater, did, I mean, I don't think the the word of mouth got out too quickly. You had no idea she wasn't going to like, honestly, man, this was so long ago. I don't remember what I thought about her dying in the beginning. I really, do you remember Jane? I do. This, this was actually a very fun theater experience for me because at the time I did not have cable, so I had no idea. I never saw trailers for anything, and I relied on this friend of mine who worked at a movie theater to let me know when something cool was coming. So she was the reason that I ended up seeing From Dusk Till Dawn. 
And you know that story. Like, I had no idea what it was about. And yep. I go and watch it. And they're okay. So she contacts me and she's like, there's this uh, there's this movie, Scream. It's a slasher flick. You got to come see it. And I was like, okay. I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know Drew Barrymore was in it. Like, I knew mm. nothing. So we get there. And suddenly Drew Barrymore is on screen. And I was like, what is fucking Drew Barrymore? What's she doing in a slasher film? Because that's something you just didn't see. You know, you didn't yeah. see uh, famous people like really legit A-listers doing stuff like this, like doing horror films. And so is I was she A-list though, seriously. At one point she was. Not at this point though. Not maybe not at this point, but she was still. I mean, I don't know. Her her name I think will always carry a certain amount of weight. It will, but I was surprised she even got work, honestly. Um and yeah. so I was like, what <laughs> the agree. fuck is Drew Barrymore, you know? So I'm all into it. Like I am into this and she gets killed and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? I'm like I was so just floored from that because I mean the fact that she was in it is one thing. The fact that she got taken out in like five minutes was completely. I had I didn't even know. I was like I you couldn't even. I had no reaction for that. And then, um, so that was super fun. I was so I loved this experience so much that I so much that I immediately went back and saw it again. I grabbed yeah, a couple of friends of mine. Dude, I did that guys too. Have got to come see this movie. Yep. So, yeah, it was totally shocking. I mean, to me, it was just surprising to see her there at all. But when they took her out, I thought that was incredible. I mean, that was a huge move, a really bold move on a, in a film like this. And I thought it was – well, it obviously worked. Besides that, Jamie, um, was that opening sequence scary to you? Like, did, did This that... whole movie was scary to me. Yeah. Like, I, I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, not only did I love the hell out of this movie, it was – it's cleverly written. It's charming. It's uh, it's like hip, you know, at, at the time, and, and there are all these people that you actually recognize in it. This was just – the whole thing just blew me away. But it actually was scary. I was so into it. I right. had not seen anything like that in a theater and I couldn't even tell you how long it had been. I was just – it was just wow. I mean it came out of nowhere. Well, even year-wise, I mean uh, not – we've already done this, so I don't want to go too much into it. But even like what was going on in horror in the 90s was just absolute garbage. I mean the only halfway decent things – and I don't even know if they came before or after. I should have probably looked it up. But like uh, the faculty and stuff like that, that was uh, good and that was around this time. I, I just can't remember if it was before. Most of those films were basically a response to or you know became about because of the positive response that scream got i mean it right. reawakened horror in the theater and teenagers were going to see horror films again you know at the time right. i wasn't a teenager anymore at the time but it you know young people were, were once again spending their weekends going to horror films that was huge i mean because up until that point we had things like i mean you know the fancy ones who didn't use the h word because you know like seven or um, a si Silence of the Lambs, you know, um, it's like you can't call them horror. You know, they're thrillers because horror is a bad word. Well, horror, it became bad because it really wasn't very creative. Even even if you think about it, yeah, the 80s was booming for horror, but let's face it, it wasn't exactly creative past past uh, 1985, I'll say. Like, from there on in, it was all regurgitations of the creativity that came around from 1978 and on. 
You know, it right. just it wasn't really booming like we all think. You, well, no, you know, it, there was a ton of them, but they they were all shit. Yeah, you're right, absolutely, almost absolutely. all shit. So it's yeah. funny that we consider the '80s to be this grand like decade of horror. Yeah, a lot came from it, and there are a lot of good ones in it. Yes, but there's a lot of shit in there too. And the only difference was that low budget shit was better than the low budget shit of today because now anybody with like a $400 uh, HD camera and uh, a broomstick that with a mic tape to the end of it is making a movie. So obviously now there's a lot more shit and it just more people are doing it. There's more shit and they're not as talented as uh, because, you know, they were even though they were shit movies, those eighties ones, like uh, like the, the prowler and stuff like that, you know, they have good things to it, but, and they were they're made more well than the the shit of today. That's that's why people confuse that for being better. And uh, you had more talented people yeah. doing the effects too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just it just seemed like it got played out where that idea was regurgitated so much to where people were done with it and they didn't know what the next thing was early in the nineties. Like they had they had a couple good we talked about the couple good ones in the early nineties or whatever, and there are some. But compared to the eighties coming off the eighties and then you look at the seventies, all those movies, you know, you look at the whole the the whole thing and it just doesn't compare so that's why when scream came in it fucking it just it it, def- it defined shit dude is what oh, it, did. it changed it, everything it, it did well it plus did. we have a film here who not only i mean the slasher at this point was pretty much dead as far as as far as like right. big money makers goes where right now we have not only a really do you think solid, it needed to be dead s- though jamie do you think it needed to be dead i think it needed Something I think I I will always love slashers and I will always want them to be around. But it got to a point where it was just rehashing and rehashing and rehashing. I mean, we all saw we all saw what happened with the Halloween series. That was that was right. regrettable. Hey, that was ninety six. Hey, that that was just as good as Scream. And how about Jason Goes to Hell? Not only a solid <laughs> slasher on its own, but we have yeah. a film who then turns around and points the finger at the very thing that it is, right. and that's right. something that. Um, and it's not spoof. It's not a spoof. No. You know, it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like calling up these things to make fun of them. It was calling up. It was calling them up to make you remember what you loved about slashers to begin with. Right. And right. it's it's like yeah, remember that. Remember how if you're a virgin, you're gonna live till the end. Well, you know, um, here that is. But it's not like I mean, we have we've had spoofs before this who pointed fun, who like pointed the finger and made fun of slasher films. But mm-hmm. this. This time they were pointing the finger, but they were doing it reverently, and it was um, – it just reawakened the joy that you get from going to see it. I mean I remember right. after this came out, there were – for months and months and months, it was in the theater. Kids were going and like quoting along with the screen. It was it was like friggin' Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. And right. I had never experienced anything like that except for with Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, how about this? What do you think of this, like, crazy, healthy dichotomy? Or do you think it was too much? I See, here's here's the thing. As much as they tried to go hip and modern and, like, you know, fresh and new, they were very old school in, in a lot of ways. All the references. So they, they – it was – to in trying to bring something fresh and new, they kept 
all old school in here. Like, right. uh, even the even the little things like the popcorn on the stove. Like, who even made popcorn like that at that point? This is 96. We all had microwaves by then. We were just thrown in the microwave. Even that is sort of old school. Everyone didn't have a cell phone back then. You know, it wasn't... Um, yeah, he's like, what are you doing with a cell phone? He's like, everyone has one, sir. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was, but that was just the beginning of that because before that, if you had a cell phone, you were a drug dealer. Exactly. Or beep. Remember? Yeah. Remember if you had a beeper, you were a drug dealer. <laughs> right. You know, I remember in high school, I had a Dan had a beeper. In high school, and um, <laughs> the one of the this this girl actually came up to me and she's like, "You have a pager? What are you a drug dealer?" And I was like, "Uh, no." Um, <laughs> but that well, was what you need. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm I'm a doctor on the weekends. That's you know that's <laughs> that's why I have it. Like play one on TV. You know, it's funny as, as new as this movie sort of feels. Still, it's funny because like it's the computer, so old, I know. yeah, the okay. computer she's on, it's just a black screen, and and that's one thing that I thought was really weird. Like, who calls? The nine one one on a com- like I I don't know how to do that today if I wanted to call nine one one on my computer and if the guy cut her phone line back then we were all going on the internet through our phone lines how did that still work if her phone line didn't work well see that's a good question too and I remember thinking in the, the- like I had no idea about internet in nineteen ninety six like I didn't I knew it existed right. and I knew that but I didn't have any practical knowledge of it. So to me, that was like I was like, "Ooh, look at them with the internet," you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, the thing about that scene though it, that's cool is um, how you quickly learn that this is a whodunit. You know, when Billy comes in the window, it kind of sets everything up where it's just like, "Dude, well you you just came in the window? Like, is that a coincidence?" So already the wheels are fucking turning. You know what I mean? It's already you're already like, okay. You know, is it you? you ba- it basically set the rules right in that very scene where she fucking called the cops and they came and he pops in the window. You know what I mean? So that's a that's a big big part in Scream, I think, because it kind of like I said sets the tone of what this movie's going to be. And I think the reason why we think it's it's not as old as it really is is because all the fucking movies that have came came after it are kind of defined by that. So I think you know we think of it in terms like that, like oh yeah, it's not that old. Because it's such a fucking awesome movie that it spawned so many movies after that. I, I tend to think of And for our generation, it was the first shift in horror of something fresh and new. So, you know, that we could really remember. The thing, yeah, see, yeah, exactly. Like, we're all different ages, dude. For me personally, I started with the Friday the 13th shit. Uh, a little bit of Freddy Krueger, I think. Um, and then, you know, because I remember watching, renting every single fucking Friday the 13th. And, and that's where I was at. I reached the end. I think at that point it was nine, right? Eight or nine. Whatever. Uh, nine was 93. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've seen the whole fucking thing play out ending in nine. So, you know, that that's how I started in horror as a little fucking kid. And then from there, right from there, I think I was, oh God. So this is 96. So I was fucking like, I think I've said this before. You were eight years old. Eight, nine, something like that. Yeah. Well, dude, they closed the book on that chapter of horror by playing it on their TVs and talking about it and doing quizzes about it. Like that not only, it's not just a movie that refreshed it. They actually referenced it to the point where that is not real. This is, you're watching movies then and this is real life. And like, it's, it's just like a whole. 
Another brilliant thing about Scream, and I know we're this, I'm going to say it very plainly and bluntly, but it's a it's a fucking scary movie about people that love scary movies. I mean, come on, talk about playing to your fucking audience. Yeah, I mean, right? and they know they put the Wes Craven said, "All right, these motherfuckers show up in conventions all the time. These crazy motherfuckers are are hardcore fans, like you know." And and he played to that. So the rewatchability for this dude i rewatched this fucking movie for the show i i've tried to calculate how many times i see this movie it's probably once every two months or so like, it's impossible it's, to calculate how many times i've seen this film just dude i've seen it like maybe 10 times this well, like is the, my favorite fucking movie the year this came out like right after it came out on on vhs and well and dvd um oh. <laughs> everyone i know got this movie for christmas like yeah, my mom yep, got this yep. movie for Christmas because I gave it to her. Um, yep, my, yep. Um, but like all of my friends, everyone I know, even if they weren't hardcore horror fans, people were loving this movie. And everywhere I remember, I went home for Christmas that year because I was up in here. I was here in Athens. So I went home to Atlanta for Christmas that year. And as I'm making my rounds to all my friends' houses, what are we doing? We're watching fucking Scream because everybody ah, got it on yeah. VHS. And Dude, so, I got it Christmas Eve, Jamie. Boom, right there. <laughs> so I can't, yeah, I mean, so it was it was super popular. Everyone was loving it. I watched it probably ten times around Christmas time alone, just because what? everyone wanted to watch this movie. That was just how much of a of an impact it had. My lifetime's worth amount of time seeing it. You saw that in the span of two weeks? Pro- yeah, I would say easily. And and it well not even two weeks because I didn't go I mean I had a job. I wasn't home for that long. But it's like my mom got to a point where she watched it every day. I mean what? she just loved the shit out of this movie. For probably Damn. I'd say a couple weeks she watched it every single day. And then after that it was just like all the time. It was it had become like her favorite thing. Um Wow, what'd you guys think of the sequels? You were in heaven, I guess, when those came um, No, uh, not really. No. <laughs> you were like, Yes, we get to watch the same thing but expand it on. Well we'll get to that we'll get to that later. We'll get to that but, we have the sequel discussion. Yeah, but, well we uh, have the sequel discussion, but let's keep in mind Scream Two was like right after Scream One. Right hit. after Like it was like that, talk about fucking smart, like yo, let's fucking get these motherfuckers. Let's put two on them. But yeah. Strike while it's hot. Strike while it's hot. Yeah, you might as well, dude. Fuck it. Yeah. And it's funny, like it's this changed horror so much and it also changed real life. Like after this movie caller ids like went skyrocketed yeah. you know like everybody had to have a caller id at this point so uh you know so we'll get just some overall things like the the mask was obviously based on uh the painting scream um the, the movie was you know like they have working titles for movies the working title for this was actually scary movie and that's why they took that when uh when they made the scary movie movie Yep. Um, the you know like Psycho and Texas Chainsaw was based on Ed Gene. This movie was actually based on a real guy in Florida named the Gainesville uh, Ripper. Mm-hmm. So someone actually did this stuff. Kind of. And one weird thing is that when during like production, when uh, you know they're you know they always go through what the guy is going to look like, the killer and stuff. They originally wanted this guy, the killer, to wear all white so he would actually resemble an actual ghost. But then they were, like, uh, afraid that people would think it looked too much like a Ku Klux Klan member. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually made it, like, black with the sparkles in it. Yeah. Which nice. is scary on a whole other Yeah, level. right? <laughs> yeah. 
some funny things about casting. We talked about like people like the boyfriend, supposedly the guy who played the boyfriend in the opening scene of Drew Barrymore, Kevin Walls. Um, he actually went for the role of Billy. Right. And in, can you imagine like you're instead of getting the lead role in the biggest horror film in the world, you're you're taped to a fucking chair and your big uh, you know input to the movie is like moving your head. No, 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 no. Like holy fuck, what a disaster that was. I would have liked that though because I thought he was so cute. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen him in the lead role. I was not a Skeet fan, and um, I just, I just, I don't know that emo brooding guy just i don't know like dylan from 90210 i've just okay ah, I've, I've never nope, been in i don't i don't like that guy you know i was just <laughs> went on as far as 90210 was concerned i had to think for steve like he was the so one that my girlfriend does too oh, um <laughs> but let's talk like, about brandon for a little bit before we move back to screen <laughs> brandon was a pussy do you when brandon <laughs> was dating that girl emily from child's play too and no, i'm just kidding crazy she's crazy (laughs) but um i yeah i would have loved to have seen him take the lead role i think that would have been awesome because he was cute as hell but i guess maybe he didn't i don't know maybe he didn't have the chops maybe that's why they taped into a chair a chair and taped his mouth shut (laughs) (laughs) well that's very true so shut the fuck up (laughs) well joaquin phoenix was uh he turned down the role of billy loomis can you imagine if joaquin phoenix I mean, this would have been a whole different movie, man. Swing uh, away, Billy. Swing <laughs> away. Uh, Rebecca Gayhar auditioned to play Tatum, which would have been a billion times better. But uh, she had to go shoot Somebody Is Waiting. Yeah, she don't regret that. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> good move, sweetheart. Yeah, there you go. And uh, uh, Molly Ringwald is, uh, you know, Kevin Williamson's a big fan of her, so he wanted her to play Sydney, and she turned it down because she didn't want to play a high school student at 27 years old. Thank God they didn't do. I can't imagine Molly Ringwald after. Oh, God. Oh, can you imagine how much of a disaster this movie would be if they did that? You know what, around like, that time, have you seen Molly Ringwald in movies around that time? <laughs> she had this crazy eye thing going on where she would just, like, <laughs> stare, like, open. I mean,. I, I don't can't even keep obviously because it's an audio thing. But um, right now I'm doing my impression. You just don't know it. But <laughs> ah, fuck him. I saw it, Jamie. I saw it. <laughs> it's uh, we're we're all looking at each other. Uh, we're all we're actually doing this show from the high school in Woodsboro. Uh, and what Jamie's doing is, if you could see the white around you, the color of your eyes, if you could see the white on every all completely around it, that means you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, she had crazy eyes. That's exactly what it was. I cannot picture her in this role at all. Exactly. Not at all. Remember crazy eyes with the mailman? Uh, yeah, he was trying to put a voodoo curse on me. Really? Or maybe he was just waving. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> well, okay, what's, let's not leave the opening scene first and get one what the F moment in there. It is kind of weird. The, the only thing this movie fails on, really, is the um, timing believability. It just doesn't work a lot. And the biggest one right off the bat is, you know, he says your boyfriend, Steve, he's not going to make it because you didn't know that Jason was not the killer on Friday the 13th. And they show him. They turn the lights off, show the boyfriend. I don't know if two seconds goes by. You hear, and then all of a sudden she looks. Two seconds. She looks. And he's completely gutted out. His entire stomach is laying in a puddle in front of him. You could never, ever have a guy completely normal and be completely gutted in two seconds. Even the greatest fisherman in the world couldn't do that. And the guy's not even – and there's no one around him. 
There's nobody around. There's no one around. And so you're like, well, what? What did he do that long distance? How the hell, how the hell did he do that? You couldn't stab him in the shoulder and run away without somebody seeing you. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Try carving him out in, in, in that time. Oh, that's another thing, too, though. I remember um, when she was answering the questions, and he's like, you know, who was the killer on Friday the 13th? And she's like, Jason Voorhees, or Jason, Jason. And I was, I was sitting in the theater, and I was like, no, no, that's wrong. And, and so then um, – and I was starting to get pissed. Because at that before I before it you know continued and you realize that she actually did get the question wrong, I was gonna get pissed if they left it that. But then they're like, no, that's wrong. I'm sorry, and I'm like, yes. And right there, it was that is where yeah. this film touched me like in a very deep place because like this is a movie for horror fans. Exactly. Right yeah, there, dude. and I was like, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> so sorry. Continue. Uh, well. And just one more, what the F, and it's, it's just weird. I always felt this right off the bat. This isn't just for the show. Uh, when, Drew, Drew, when Drew Barrymore is running away and the ghost face is running after her and then he grabs her by the shoulder or something and then stabs her in the chest, that yeah. is the fucking weakest shit in the world, man. Like that stab, I know it's slow motion, but you could tell that even if it was real in real time, he just like kind of puts the, the knife up to her chest. Oh, no, I know I, what you're I talking totally, about. I totally yeah. know what you mean. And I know. I agree with that. Crazy yep. stupid. And, uh, of course, they do a Halloween reference to go, go, I want you to go across the street to the Mackenzie's and tell them uh, something. Call the police. And, do you, uh, do you that's think, another oh, one, too, when I was like, cool yeah, yeah. I know my friend, got, I got on her fucking nerves when we were watching this movie because I was like, that's from Halloween. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're one of those people? damn movie I was doing that. She was <laughs> like, a big horror fan. Like, she knew... Like, she watched horror movies, but she didn't watch horror movies, you know? Right. So every time there was, like, a big reference, I'm just like, oh, that's from so-and-so. And, oh, that's hilarious because that's from so-and-so. And she was probably just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then she- Halloween H2O does it back to fucking scream. I was talking about in H2O when she says drive down to the Beckers. Like, they throw oh, it back Oh, yeah, right. Scream. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's just so fucking – it's almost fucking too meta. That's right. We're going to use that fucking word a lot. Oh, we didn't say that word yet. Ah, I, I almost okay. did earlier, but I refrained. I don't even know what the word means. What does it mean besides, like, there has to be another word. Self-referential? We'll just say that. The we'll word look. meta, M-E-T-A, is in the dictionary, and it says self-referential? I don't know. Yo, do you think I look at the dictionary? Do I strike I mean, if you if you look it up, that's basically what it tells you that it's. That I would it's, assume. Like, I don't. Self aware, self referential, self. You know. Meta. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know the uh, the impetus of that word. So you know, if anybody out there knows where it originally came that from, is. that would be awesome. But I I don't know that. But I you know that is. It probably means origin. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jamie, dumb it down. Dumb it Jamie. down. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. You're at a two, you're at a seven. Bring I don't it down. know where it came from. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know where this Don's comes from, idiots. So, uh, yeah, uh, t- just t- two quick notes before we get out of this scene. Amazing part when she goes to pick up the phone after the doorbell rings to call the police and it rings. It's like, oh. like fucking brilliant. And then, oh, and dude, another what the fuck is why doesn't she throw the fucking phone? I'm sorry, dude. When I was nine years old, I was like, throw the fucking phone. Throw it? What do you mean? 
But when she, she the ghost face is right behind her just before he kills her and her parents are walking in the door. She can see him. She has the fucking phone in her hand. Even if you can't, even if it's get, like, yeah, get their attention. Yeah, like boom, throw the fucking phone against the house. Oh shit, fucking ghost face. I yeah, she did not. That bothers me to this day. She did not day. try hard enough to get their attention. No. And if someone is fucking killing you, you're going to be doing everything you can. She has no will to survive. Yeah. <clears throat> and the uh, other great little touch is having the mom listen to her daughter die on the phone. That was nice. Awesome. Hanging from the tree. That looked cool. Oddly enough, though, when they zoomed in on her, it didn't look like her. I'm sure it looked like Drew Barrymore from E.T. <laughs> it just looked weird. Didn't it? Yeah, it looked weird. It looked like a baby Drew Barrymore. Like, this is a fake Drew Barrymore doll. It, exactly. It looked weird. I don't, And I don't see why they couldn't ha- have her in a harness. But see, to me, even though I saw that, like, my heart was fucking racing at that point, dude. Like, that that whole scene build, builds up to that very fucking, you know, close up. But holy shit, is that – I mean, I know we're kind of, you know – uh, glancing over a lot of things in this movie, well, we will, but... Glancing over? We're still in the first 12 minutes. I know, that's what I want to say, though. <laughs> is, is this not one of the best fucking scenes? I just don't want to make sure we don't, but is this not one of the best fucking opening scenes in, in a horror movie? Almost ever. It is, dude, and it's so well written, so well, well done. well acted. I mean, it was it's strong because the actors are strong. Right. And that's something, too, that you'd gotten used to not seeing in slasher films in later years is that it was just like, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, these are quality people who know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and I'll attribute the writing it, it, to the writing, too, because, you know, that banter that they have back and forth, I mean, boom, boom, back, forth, and, and then it gets scary, and then it gets, oh, shit, fuck it, he can see her, oh, shit, oh, shit, and it just keeps getting <laughs> worse. And, and that's, perfect that, progression, really, almost perfect. That is that is some of the finest writing in any horror movie ever. Yep. The, the meta thing goes so far because... In this one, they put so much uh, stock in the media presence in this movie, and that is also to make this more realistic because, you know, the glaring omission in most horror movies is they're in this there's little world. They're, they're like um, – what's it called? Like they're always confined to this universe that they're experiencing. And in this movie, uh, the whole world is uh, an audience – to what's going on like the news reporters are there for every kill who's next this happened to you blah blah and it, it really brings the realism yeah in a weird way so what do you think about fonzie as the principal man hey hey yo i i became a principal so i could still hit on high school chicks hey <laughs> i should have been in three because three jumped the shark get it hey oh shit that is hilarious. That's good, Dan. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Thank you. I uh, I thought he was great in it, though. I thought he was perfect. I mean, everybody knew who fucking Fonzie is, dude. And but I think though he played it really well too. I mean, you know, it's a who done it. So we looked at him and attention now, kids. Like, what the fuck, dude? That scared the shit out of me. What he pr- uh, when he's when he's talking over the fucking loudspeaker. Due to the recent events, you know, when he's fucking talking, school has been canceled, you know, whatever the fuck he, he talks says. like that. Wow, yeah, like it's, it's very scary the way he comes over the loudspeaker the first time. And then, you know, he talks that way, uh, you know, to the kids, too, when he's fucking look, you little shits. 
Yeah, but uh, I love, dude. I thought he, I thought that you know, if you're gonna have a principal in a in a fucking slasher movie, it's got to be Fonzie. Yeah, it was not only that. <laughs> Just kidding. But, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right though. You got to get somebody good, and I think he was good in it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny. This is like you said, it's a whodunit movie, and it's funny. I don't know if you guys, because with this movie and uh, movies I watch for the first time, things are very vague to me. That's why it's not a good idea for me to be on like a Saw retrospective. But whatever. <laughs> but uh, Dave and Matt are there, so we're good. But and it, it's my problem is that when I watch something for the first time, I don't exactly take in everything I should a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Back in these days, I just watched the movie and did whatever. I understand. Yeah, for the first two rewatches, do you know I didn't know who the killer was? Like, I really didn't remember. Really? <laughs> like, I remember That's watching it, up. and I was like, wow, this is fun, because I really don't remember. I know it might be one of these two guys, I think. Mm-hmm. Isn't that strange? I just didn't remember. That is very strange, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, yeah. Because to me, the end scene is fucking memorable and fucked up and shocking. So. You know what? I was resistant to this movie when it first came out because I was one of those guys who were like... 80s, man! Yeah, 80s. I, I don't like this new stuff. This is all this is all like that... Blah, 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 you know, and I, and I wasn't... I was resistant, and that's why my mind didn't absorb either. This is all that what? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's they're just trying to be cool and this isn't like the real stuff come on where's jason man you know that <laughs> stuff so uh cindy's mom was raped and murdered one year ago and here's the other what the f so with that alone like if if you want to do some grand like murder and grand finale and it's great it's a great idea to kill her on the one year anniversary of killing her mom so what's with the attempts to kill her two days before that and then an attempt again the day after that like why would you do that why would you mess up the whole anniversary thing you're obviously into this whole theme and movie type thing and making it like this and Maybe he had to go back to fucking Roman for more fucking tips. Oh, that pisses me off when I watch this movie, though. Thinking uh, fucking, oh, Roman fucking told him to do it. Oh, hey, hey, guy, go out there. Maybe he was fucking helping him the whole time. I don't even remember that. That pisses me off. The fucking douchebag from fucking Scream 3. No, no, I know. I don't remember the actual reference to what he said happened in this movie. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Jamie, did you go ahead and watch uh, All the Right Moves when Tatum said that you could uh, pause it and see Tom Cruise's penis? If uh... <laughs> No, I did not. No. <laughs> No. She I was never talked. a big Tom Cruise fan back then. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, I admit it. Last night, I I looked it up, and I did look at his penis. <laughs> I had seen the film, but I did not go back and look to see if I could stare at his penis. I did not. Yeah, I did. Can you? Can I do what? Can you? Can you see his penis? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say like. So, can you switch over for him? No, um, I mean, when you went back to look, can you actually see his penis? Yeah, I never you can. checked. It's, it's sort of, I think he should have chubbed up a little, like slapped it around a little bit before they shot that scene. That's what <laughs> I, I would have done. They should have called yeah, it a right? fluffer. A fluffer. A fluffer nutter. So uh, what did you guys think of the first, uh, you know, Sydney gets her first call from the guy, the scream guy. She thinks it's Randy. This movie established a fucking big thing, which was all bets are off. Like... It, we could fucking kill everybody. You know, it, this thing could be Reservoir Dogs before this thing's over. Sorry, I had to. Oh, you know what? Here's a different aspect to this movie. How many other slashers, let's even go back to the 80s, make it so that the main girl 
is already prime target shit like right off the bat like you know Ginny right. and Al, like they don't get attacked somehow the final girls seem to be attacked last yep yep in this movie it d- that shit don't go down like that like that's really interesting and you are right about the timeline too if it was supposed to be on the anniversary or whatever then why and i and i and i got that too you're absolutely right which it doesn't make any sense but no. whatever who cares maybe they knew she was going to survive no, but uh, that, first, <laughs> yeah. that first attack was almost equally as creepy. Not as good as the opening scene, but it was just as creepy, dude. I See, the thing is with that is they conveyed the mood from when she's talking to Tatum on the phone and it's fucking light out and she takes a nap. See, for me, dude, when I do that and you wake up, you know, sometimes it's not that you don't know where you are, but you ever wake up. I don't up know what and, day it is. Yeah, like exactly. You know how you feel that way sometimes and you get creeped out for a minute? Like, I don't you know. You want to hear the funniest story, man? I swear. Where this is real. I actually went home one day from work around 3.30. I was so fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I just went home, laid on the bed, and woke up feeling like completely refreshed in a way. Yeah. I looked at the clock and it said 6.47. I was like, holy shit, after being work in 10 minutes, I drove to work and said <laughs> fuck it's really bright out like is it daylight savings time <laughs> and it? then got there and it was still the same day three hours ago I left work <laughs> <laughs> okay I've done shit like that but not to that extent I've never exactly. gotten- me too Jamie yep I have been, I have been, I thought I was late and I was running out the door and my roommate was watching TV and he's like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to work. And he's like, um, you gotta have to be to work for like three hours. And I was like, I'm going to bed. (laughs) So I have taken a nap and then woken up and I called my roommate and then I'm like, Jen. And she comes running in. I'm like, AM or PM? And she's like, what? (laughs) I'm like, AM or PM? She's like, PM. And I was like, okay. So then I went back to sleep. (laughs) Because it was was like seven something, and so it was like it could be twilight, it could be dawn, you know, it could, you know, it was just one of those iffy times, and um, it'll fuck you up though. So when when Billy like pretty much meant to be arrested, and he, so you're saying that the guy who's really killing was willing to get arrested, get fully investigated, just to reinforce the idea. That he was not the killer? Yes. Do you not buy that? Doesn't it seem like it would be easier to just say, no, I'm not the killer. Sid, I was with you the whole time. And having the other guy just kill somebody at that same time? Or even having have uh, Sidney see the ghost face guy while you're with him? Well, I understand. I know exactly what you're talking about. But no, I thought it was actually a good idea. On his part, because, you know, I mean, clearly that's what he's going for. Like you said, is to take the eyes off of him. But, you know, this is a movie, too, and we're watching and, and we're a smart audience. So they want to throw you that red herring. And a lot of the times, though, they do go that route where the guy that they do look at in the beginning, he ends up, oh, they missed it or whatever. Yeah, right. So it's not that original. It's not that original. But it, it, it is cool in a sense because it's it, it's very um, – it was Billy basically – uh, seeing how much the cops, not how much they know, but basically fucking with them a little bit. Yeah, he was saying, playing the game to its fullest extent. Exactly. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is they they wanted to get away with this, yes, but they, they are fucking psychopaths, dude. you got to keep that in mind, too, you know? So uh, the police have always been an instrumental part in the fucking, in the whole game and, and with 
with slasher movies for the most part. I actually, I said plus that. it was for us too. I mean, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. That was that's exactly. the most important thing. Is it was plot. Right. You know, they- <laughs> right. Right. yeah. Because in real and, and, life, if you were doing this with a friend, you wouldn't want the police anywhere near you. But the thing is, Alex, you're right, though. But the thing is, with this movie, every scene is meant to make Billy look creepy and, like you said, brooding. And But he's meant to look sketchy. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. is set up to be that guy. Therefore, we, the audience, are like, oh, you you think I'm fucking dumb, motherfucker? It ain't that guy. You're trying to tell me it's that guy? Get out of here with that shit. And that's what's smart about it, too, where they reveal it at the end. It's like, ah, you motherfuckers, you got me. You and know? It's, but see, here's the thing. Thing that doesn't make sense about it. Yeah. He went to kill Sydney, and there's no way he knew he'd get some weak ass leg sweep that actually somehow took him off his feet. He didn't know that would happen. He didn't know she'd get away. Yet he immediately has this whole plot worked out that he would be picked up by the police, the thought to be the killer, and then ha- have this other guy call her. Like it's just, it's just impossible. It's almost like Jigsaw who plans a bunch of shit out. Like you couldn't possibly. Well, you know what, though? How do you know he planned it, even? He could have been Dropping his phone, popping in her window. Like, why would you even be near her house? Well, I'm saying, though, what what if he was trying to get away and he was like, oh, fuck cops, and then he just kind of slithered his way back in? There's that possibility. Do you think he deliberately dropped a cell phone? No. Oh, absolutely not. I think it fell out of his thing. If he was just ghost-facing it up, it's probably fucking Then we're we're switching everything. He didn't play anybody. He just messed up. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. There, there are those both possibilities. I like to think that, yeah, he meant to because it's like Jamie said, it's more for us, the audience. But these people in this movie are basically pointing the finger at each other a lot. Like, are you the killer? Are you the killer? So this is the game I was talking about that they play in this movie. And the whole meta thing comes into play where these characters know exactly where the fuck they're at. So they're sitting there questioning each other and we're questioning it at the same time as an audience member. So by putting everything on Billy or whatever... You you can interpret it as, you know, it was a fuck up on his part or he was fucking – it was basically assuring us that it wasn't him by saying, I got, look, I got fingerprinted. It's not me. Yeah, maybe this is one of those moments where you have to excuse sort of logic and appreciate plot point like Jamie said. Like it's just not feasible on, on any level. One you of wonder them- why he would do that though. Like he is a psychopath, but why would he push it? Because this isn't Mickey in part two saying, I want the fame. These guys wanted to get away with it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes, they did. That's the so whole that's the thing. thing. Yeah. So, so you, and he couldn't have known Sydney would survive. I mean, it just doesn't make, and oh, so listen, if she, look, dude, if she survives, I want to get caught. And then I want you to call her while I'm in jail, and then I'll take the heat off of me. And it's like, well... Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I'm not going to justify it, but I, I kind of go with it. it. It's it's one of the... I, I understand your, your point, though. You're absolutely right. You know, I just want to ask one thing. Here's something that really... And this isn't about the movie itself, but this bothers the shit out of me, man, because it's just what people look like, I guess. What the fuck is Tatum wearing in this movie? Like, who is her stylist? Like... The silver shirt. Blonde hair, pale skin, pink plaid skirt, green sweater that's a turtleneck, dark blue denim jacket over it, and white shoes. Like, what the fuck is she supposed to... (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? At the time... At the time when she's got that little outfit on with the crop top and the little and like the yoga pants or whatever, you know, with her hair and pigtails. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was super cute. 
That was all right. And then the night of the party, she's wearing <laughs> – I was looking at that skirt, and I was like, what in the fuck? But the thing is, like, in the 90s, like, around that time, there was, like, a resurgence of the 60s. So, like, the white shoes kind of make sense because, like, old go-go boots thing. The, right. the colors of the skirt – Kind of makes sense because like tie dye was really big and but I never even I don't I recall not liking it very much even back then. <laughs> it didn't, Jamie, but it didn't mix well. Like not, it didn't look right. It's so out of place on every level. And the the only reason because we all know she has black hair, the only reason she dyed her hair blonde is to contrast from uh, Nev Campbell. That like she mm. you know. But look, when you got pale skin like that, honey. Blonde doesn't always work. You don't have the face for it. And you, you I know, thought she was more of a redhead, like a pale redhead, you know, like a. I don't know. I don't know, like a strawberry blonde, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, we, we talked about Gail getting punched right before that. You know, uh, Dan, as Dan mentioned when we interviewed Linda Blair, she makes her uh, cameo. The people yep. have a right to know. <laughs> Wish we had that interview right here. <laughs> Now, I want to flash forward a few years to uh, to 1996, actually, and uh, one of my favorite movies. What would you say? Pretty much my favorite movie, period, huh, Alex? Uh, sc- uh, Scream. Yeah, Scream is my favorite movie, and uh, I, I feel like um, all the stars aligned for that movie. There was just so many layers to it, and uh, I feel like you were definitely a part of that, too, with your cameo. It's like, you know, getting you to do that cameo, it just put everything into perspective. When Scream came out, you know, its relevance on the genre and just having you in there i felt like you were just another star that aligned with, with that perfect movie so you're was, very very funny it was all my <laughs> friends were up on the set and they asked west craven they're like and why isn't linda blair in it <laughs> right <laughs> and he goes uh because i forgot so he called me and said could you i don't have anything left would you come up and play with us for a day and i'm like yeah that was it i didn't take a screen credit on purpose i did it just to mess with people right. I, yeah. I noticed that too, oh, and I went crazy when but I. But then, saw if you get to know me, you'll know that's my nature. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dan, that was awesome. I think the stars were aligned, actually. They were. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gail's character here because uh, she's like she's on Top Story, which is like basically their version of like a current affair, which yeah. was like the big thing back then with Maury Povich and all those people. And they were like, you know, here's some real crime, and we're going to tell you about it. And it was all sensationalism, and and uh, but it basically it was just tabloid TV. Uh, but I like the fact so, that it's like it goes back sense. earlier to when you were saying they were making it like um like real life, you know, because that's really what people were watching. Yep, definitely. They get more into the whole plot idea that that uh, Sydney's mom is a whore and she was flashing her shit all over town. And so apparently, what's she weird about Sharon it? Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and and this movie is just chock full of references, man. Like every reference you could imagine is in this movie. Like uh, even when he says Houston, we have a problem. Like every pop culture, it's so weird. I, I love how she goes uh, in the first one too. She's like, "Who would play me? I see usually young Meg Ryan myself. Yeah, with my luck, do I get stuck with uh, Tori Spelling. Spelling?" And then in the fucking second one, it's Tori Spelling playing her in the movie. I mean, I, I even stuff like that, where whether it was planned or not, dude, shit like that just makes me die. I'm like, yes, that's yep. fucking awesome. And then Tori Spelling is in Scary Movie Two. Yeah, it well, Scream Two. No, Scary Movie Two. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. She's in that too. Yeah. With yeah, Claire yeah. from Nine Two One Zero. So that's pretty funny. They got both those girls in there. And Tim Curry's in that. Your boy. Yeah. What is he? 
Scary Movie too. He's the fucking host. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really watch that movie that often. Even though I like, I like most of those movies. But the kids running down the halls with a scream mask—is that something you would have done? Like, would you make light of a situation like this, even if it was real? No. 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 No, I wouldn't. Um, but I like the whole aspect too of the whole town fucking loves it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's that whole thing where yeah, it's fucked up in real life, but, but it's, it's exciting. Exactly, and that's why it's fucked up for Sydney. But it, you can see that her classmates, dude, they don't give a fuck. Hey, they hung principal, whatever, from the fucking goalposts. Let's go before they pry him down. Oh my god, these, these kids don't give a fuck about what's going on or why. You know, they just hey, there's a fucking serial killer in our town. He's wearing a mask. This is awesome. You know. And what's weird is that kill of of Fonzie was an afterthought. He wasn't supposed to die. Um, and they went back and shot that because uh, they went too long without a kill, like 30 pages without a kill or some shit, and and the Weinsteins or whatever wanted a kill in there, so they just did that, and then it gave them a reason to clear the house of the party and get rid of all those kids without having to kill 15 kids. So and, Yeah, and you know what I like about that, too? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's the that kid running down the hall. I like how they keep that kid at the party. Like those two dudes are at the party that night. Yeah, right. Like they're sitting. Like they're no, really, they're taking fucking. Uh, you know, they're they're, they're fucking uh, drinking beers like madmen, and they're fucking watching the movie at the end. Like they're there that whole night. So I just like those little things where they kind of keep the cast, even like the so quote unquote extras. I mean, wouldn't you call it an extra, right? Something like that. Yeah. Not the not a main role by any means. Well, but, on IMDb, they're on the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly, yeah. The kid in hallway, number the third guy listed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I just like how they keep it kind of tight-knit like that. Like, they keep everybody there. Like, this is kind of their group of friends type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, Jamie, here's this. You you like references. You like all these, you know, winks. Tell me that the biggest cringing moment of this movie, and this is the point where they just went a little too far. And uh, some people love this, and they're, they're just going to, like, say, What? But the fucking janitor, Wes Craven, in a Freddy costume named Fred. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny you should say that because while you guys were talking about Henry Winkler getting killed, I was actually thinking about how much I loved the fact that the, that the janitor was dressed like Freddy. <laughs> how could you love that? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's just – I mean, yeah, it's really, it's really obvious. But it was – I, don't know, I thought it was a fun moment, you know. It was like, oh, look what he did there, you know. It doesn't take you out of this for a second. No, it made me love it. Come See, on. See, to, to me, I I got the Freddy Krueger thing, kind of, kind of. I, I didn't know who Wes Craven was at this point. Like you know how you said back then, Alex, you didn't you know perceive everything yeah. the way you do now. Same thing there. I was just like. That guy kind of looked – I don't know if the same guy directed it. I never thought like that. But knowing that now, I know. I know what you're saying. Even if I was cast to do that, just the fact that a guy – Would you call me? Yeah, like, (laughs) come on. It looked ridiculous. It was just so stupid. Like, what janitor would ever even look like that? Like, there's just nothing about it that is – I don't know, man. Maybe just a Freddy hat would have been fine and a, a glove on just one hand of a normal leather glove. Well, just a hat wouldn't do it. Then it would just be a guy wearing a fedora. He could, could be an Indiana Jones reference. You know. <laughs> no, no. I said a glove. Well, that could have been a Michael Jackson reference. You're right. Let, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think you're going to find that most horror fans appreciated that. They do, Jamie. It, it was, I like it. You know, it's a nice little wink. Oh, I don't mind God. doing that. 
cringe. I see the thing is for me though. Once again, dude, the thing about this fucking movie is it it drags you right in. I was so into that scene, dude, and I know it's a comic relief, but it's a comic relief that fucking sets up the next scene where Ghostface attacks. Do you see what I'm saying? So for me, where it's like, aha, okay, the fucking janitor. Oh shit, he's right there, and then they do the shot of in Henry Winkler's eye, dude. Oh, that's which beautiful. Fucking badass, dude. Like it just everything. And let me say something about this. The fucking pacing of this movie. Now, before we get to the fucking party scene jump, this jump I like too, where it's fucking boom, kill the fucking schools out for the summer. Oh, yeah, Alice Cooper, man. That whole fucking jump, dude, is so good. And then they kind of get into, you know, the second half of of the movie, really, which is, okay, we're dealing with this now and, and, and then the whole party scene or whatever. Before, you know, we talked about how, you know, they're getting deeper into Sydney, not admitting the fact that her mom's a whore. Then, event, then like, it almost takes nothing for her to say, yeah, I guess I do have to admit this and right. shit like that. Uh, the, the the two chicks in the back, like, that one chick was smoking hot, except that her face was a little manly. Which ones you said? The hotter girl of the two who were like, oh, suicide is out this year and 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 whatever oh bleh all those chicks were on my nerves the chick with the short hair i just don't i can't even look at her the chick with the (laughs) with the blonde hair which i think is the one you're referring to with the mannish face yeah yeah i just i just i think about her now and i get skeeved out i just like there's something there's something about her that just grosses me out yeah but do you see her legs oh my god when she walked i think it's probably because when i was watching this movie one time with my mom my mom was like it's <laughs> so weird, but my mom was like, "She looks like she smells bad." <laughs> <laughs> I think and that right. just sort of stuck in my head. Do you now? Do you guys think when Ghostface is standing up there in the toilet, probably like Stu or something, he's fucking sitting there listening to him, and he's fucking what's he doing? Is he taking a shit or is he listening? He's because he's got to think plot wise, right? Like, oh, they're talking. Sydney's over there, and fucking that, now that all oh, this is perfect. Like that was just a little. I don't know. Like you think back to it, and it's like, oh wow, that that worked out very well for the killer, didn't so it? So dumb. Like that's one of those crazy Ralph moments. How long was he in the fucking cupboard? before you know yeah. thank god alice went in there to put a pot away like <laughs> how the fuck could this regular kid skeet or the other one how could they just sit on a toilet bowl at, they like they they pick that one bathroom out of the 12 in the fucking school probably right, right. and they just sit there for god knows how long Stupid. praying to God that, that Sydney has to take a piss. And how does he even know? Like, does he peek through and just look in the mirror and see every girl coming in? And, and thank God those two left and Sid stayed. Like, Did you ever see Valley Girl with Nicolas uh, Cage and Deborah Foreman? Okay. 1983. There's a scene. Nicolas Cage is from Hollywood. And Deborah Foreman and her friends, are they live in the Valley. He sees her at the beach. He hears about a party in the valley, so he and his friend go crash this party. They immediately get kicked out of the party because they don't belong. They're from Hollyweird, and the other guys are from the valley, so they kick him out. He then crawls up into the second-story window of the bathroom, hides in the shower throughout the entire party, waiting for her to happen to come in and use the bathroom. Yeah, right. Wow. Exactly. And so he, so he can talk to her again. Now <laughs> – at the time, every time I watch that, I'm like, would you really do that? Like, are you going to go and just hide in the shower and wait for her to come in the bathroom? What if she never has to pee? And then you'll never even know if she leaves. That's just so weird. <laughs> but it's like yeah. the same kind of thing. What if Sid never went to the bathroom that day? He just would have invested 
like six hours into like there's a million places you know she'll be exactly and, and stuff like a uh, hey tatum give me some beer you know like clearly setting her up you know yeah and who killed tatum oh billy did billy did for sure Billy Key, yeah, right, because the other guy wouldn't kill his own girlfriend. And actually, it is proven because he was actually uh, at the door letting people leave right after she died. Exactly. So, yep. so Billy had to kill her. Now, here's the weird thing. Like, okay, you guys are killing people, and that's fine. Your motive is um, – one of them is because your mom fucked my dad, and that's why my mom left me, and that's cool. But why is Stu willing to gut his own girlfriend? That's where he gets sex. Why is he willing to kill her? What what does that how does that move this along or accomplish any goal? Like why would you kill your own girlfriend? Oh well, because they wanted to be the survivors of But a million other people left the party and didn't didn't die. No, right, but they have the story to tell. You know what I mean? Like they have the, the they're gonna be the ones they wanted to be the survivors and, you know, they would get the fame that way. Not having them do it, but having them get away with it. You know what I mean? Well, even Maybe though- he was just really pissed off about her smacking him on the head with a sucker. That too. <laughs> yeah. Stupidity <laughs> leak. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is really weird. One thing people always talk about is the video store scene mm-hmm. with uh, Randy. Now, uh, you got to wonder, how does Randy know so much? Like, th- you know, they're even talking what would Billy's motive be? And he's like, he's like, well, maybe maybe she's not having sex with him. So he's frustrated and blah, blah. How does Randy know that just because her mom was killed a year ago that she suddenly became celibate? How would he have insight to that kind of information to even ponder that idea because they were dating for years he even said the first two years it was hot and heavy how would he know three fucking years into the relationship that she became frigid it's just so random it's so weird i think he just dug her so much that he could probably like i I know what you're saying but i think like his guess was pretty pretty right on like i know what you mean though how would you even pick that out of everything though well, because if he's obsessed with, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, yeah, so it's a it's a plot point, and he got it exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, okay, these are the scenes that I'm talking about in the middle. Now, that one, I I truly like. If you if you've seen the movie before and you know who the fucking killers are, yeah, it's cool to watch that exchange. Yeah. And then uh, – and that whole fucking scene is great in the middle, in the middle of this movie. Now, there are a couple scenes where, yeah, it, it – it, further propels the story of Sydney's mom but I gotta get to it and it's my biggest gripe with this fucking movie and I've said it before and I'll fucking say it again dude we're doing the screen retrospective what the fuck is Ghostface doing in the goddamn woods in the goddamn grocery store following him come on dude I mean really and why like why I don't get that why would you just watch them like it doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense dude like she's sit- like he's sitting there they're on the porch and yeah, yeah, they're talking and you see him dip out behind a tree. He just dips <laughs> and then he's fucking in the grocery store. He's fucking, he's by, he's getting some fucking marble lights and some fucking, you know, some beer for later yeah, that he's going to kill Tatum. Fuck, with. man. It's just, and, and, and there's, um, like fucking you know, where's Waldo. Exactly. And, but where's you know, Ghostface? And you go from that. To to a great scene, which is the sheriff and Dewey, and and the and the fucking sheriff has the same boots, and and it's like, oh shit, you know. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, when when he puts out his fucking. Oh shit! That's what I was supposed to look at. 
when he put the cigarette out that his boots were the same? Because just before that, we saw Ghostface get down with boots on and then fucking... Oh. The, uh, yeah, so wow. th- there was that whole thing, which is a great scene followed by an idiotic scene with Ghostface fucking shopping, you know? Well, you don't think anybody would notice a Ghostface on aisle four? Dude. Like, what and, the fuck, You know what's dude? weird about it? That scene is is in a way lovable to see him in the reflection of that thing because it's like it it adds the spookiness and the fun. It's very fun and and that kind of thing to watch that and it's cute and fun. But it it makes absolutely zero sense. No. And how could the filmmakers not all sit there like these are normal people making these movies just like you and me? How come the people that are like you and me didn't go, wait, guys, Right. Are you fucking with me? We're going to have this guy running around the supermarket <laughs> when she's getting tampons and fucking, uh, you know, whatever else she's buying for the night. Like, And what for, dude? Like, why is he there? If he, if you're not going to kill him, why are you stalking? Like, it's so stupid, dude. It's fun and spooky, but it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would these characters do such a thing and risk after everything? The the night of the fucking anniversary, uh, the night before her mother was fucking killed and they know a party's going to be fucking, you know, he even, hey, hey, guys, come over to my house. They set all this up. Hey, let's go fuck with them in the grocery store or, hey, let's go in the woods. And let's- yeah, you know they're going to the party. Dude, I'll bet you they could find out the same information if they were just there. Yeah, they could just stand there. They don't even have to hide. They're best friends with these people. Exactly. It's like, come on. Those are the scenes that really piss me off, dude. And you're right. Like, uh, you know, and and even that that uh that cut from Ghostface to Frankenstein. It's alive and then boom, you're at the video store. Like even in that shitty fucking cut, you go from a really shitty over the top hammy thing to a fucking cool cut, uh Frankenstein cut and then bo- you know, it's a cold cut. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Jamie, you like the janitor bit. What do you feel about when they have like what we just said, the guy running around like that? Does that take you out of it? You know, honestly, it never did. In all the years that I've watched this movie, it never bothered me. Really? Now that you're talking about it, I'm like, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> but, this, this went from a 5 to a 4.5. <laughs> but I think that, again, I think that was for our benefit. Because at this point, we don't know that they're best friends with them. We don't know who yes, the killers do. are. So, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we don't know that the guys under the mask are best friends with them. Mean, right. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, for us to see... The, the killer stalking them just adds a little bit of extra something for us. And, and But, you know, really, it doesn't make any sense. And But I can't believe I never actually thought about that until <laughs> you just brought it up. It never bothered me. And now I'm like, what the fuck were they doing? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And you know what else this movie has? It has that classic Halloween 4 moment. Remember that, how unfucking believably cheesy moment in Halloween 4 when... Um, I guess it hits the news that Michael Myers is back and he's killing people. And there's this amazingly cornball moment where Reese the, says the, he's back. Well, Michael the, Myers, the, the guy that the guy that killed my brother or my, my cousin. Or <laughs> that's who he is. <laughs> is that what they say? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, that corny moment. It goes, and my stepbrother. That's who he is. <laughs> uh, no, uh, an actual movie. Uh, 
in Halloween 4. So Michael's out and everyone's afraid. And they have this weird scene where all the parents just pull up to the street and they go and fetch their kids. And they're all in this big hurry to do like, come on, let's go. Let's go, kids. Get in the car. Hurry up. And like it's this fake urgency moment. And uh, it's so it's fake. It's like a cartoon to watch it. It's it's yeah. so weird. Like I guess you, unless you memorized it like I did or just thought about it, you wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. But here's here's the equivalent. In this movie, everyone's like rushing to go. Oh, the curfew! Come on, guys, hurry up, get all your stuff. Um, r- roll up the fucking blanket and in, in, in the middle of the park and our food that we're eating. We gotta go. The curfew. We all have to get like. Guys, and, and the guy's like closing the store and hurry up and gets in his car and he drives away because we all got to be home for the curfew. You didn't know about the curfew before you planned that picnic? Yeah, exactly. Like, guys, <laughs> uh, yeah, if right. you left five minutes earlier, you wouldn't have to rush. Right. Why are you rushing as if you just heard about this curfew this very second when if this was announced? <laughs> like, it's just so weird. Those weird phony moments is just strange. But at the same time, while that's happening, fucking Red Right Hand's playing. Come on. That fucking song while, while that scene's going on. Oh, the music in this movie. Let's talk about the music for a second. Like, Jesus. Oh, my God. This soundtrack is fucking amazing. Oh, this, I immediately went out and bought this soundtrack. Like, yep. bam. I was Dude. like, because any movie yep. that's going to play, like, Nick Cave, I'm down. Yep. Jamie, this was one of the first CDs I ever bought, dude. It was crazy. Like, I, I got this and I played this motherfucker. Fucker. <laughs> I put this motherfucker till the wheels fell off, son. Like Alice Cooper, Nick Cave. Are you fucking kidding me? This is great. Plus my favorite song, a cover of my favorite song, which does not in any way overshadow the original version of it. But I, feel, I still think it's a pretty cool cover. What's that? Of um, Landslide by Billy Corgan? No. <laughs> love, no, Don't that. Fear the Reaper, which was also a nice nod to oh. Halloween. So good, right? Yep. So good, though. Did they play that with the introduction of Billy and he turned out to be like the Reaper? Oh, dude. Yeah, basically. Yeah. The acoustic version. Oh, it's fucking incredible, dude. I love it. And then, like you said, uh, come on, dude. The fucking cut to the party scene. Come on, dude. Fucking play bird brain. Fucking say your prayers for the youth of America. Come on. <laughs> that is the best fucking song to start a party off to that I actually, yes, I'm a fucking dork. Let's just say this. Oh, but God. I used to fucking pregame with that one, dude. I used to fucking jam that before I get out, get nice and fucking lit. Really? And then, oh, yeah. And then wow. fall Loser. So then, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, no, I know. So here's the funny thing about, you know, you, we talked about Rose McGowan. Hey, can you get me a beer? She goes out. Th- this is only going to be really, like, uh, funny observational-wise to fans of the movie. Like, why the fuck was the kitchen blue? Are they on Weird Science or something? No? Nobody? Nobody knows that reference? Yes, I know the reference, but I don't think I ever noticed that their kitchen was blue. Yeah, in, that's what I'm saying. In this movie, yeah. I don't think I ever noticed the kitchen in this movie. I was watching the people. It's completely blue. And Really? I never paid attention to that. Yeah, you see it when she walks to go get the beers. She walks, and I'm like, what the fuck is she? Where is she? And I look, it's the kitchen. It was just weird. I don't know. <laughs> I never noticed. It's funny if you're into the 80s, and I, you know, they reference so much shit then. Right. My only weird complaints about this movie seem to be, like, weird action scenes, like the terrible right. stab to Drew Barrymore, the 
the weak ass sweep Nev Campbell did to knock Ghostface off his feet when she was on her back. Like she wouldn't have the momentum or the anything to get him off his feet. Even if she was had her other foot against something, she wouldn't have the strength. And yep. in this one, T- Tatum runs or something, and she opens the freezer and knocks this guy clear off his feet. A freezer door, at most would bang into you and you'd block and it would bang right back to where it in its original position like everything they seem to do to Ghostface is devastating and dude yeah let's just put it this way fucking Ghostface gets his ass handed to him in these movies like he is a clumsy motherfucker dude he's gotta deal with so much shit dude fucking bikes fucking everything getting thrown downstairs and just you know everything like anything you could possibly imagine Ghostface goes through and you know beer bottles getting thrown at his dick dude oh that was cool though I like that that was awesome yeah that was real too that really happened she fucking nailed him on accident oh yeah yeah but um you're you're right though you're right and plus dude oh let's just say one one shot right before that the nipple shot but when when he was standing there at the fucking door dude and and just the whole camera angle with fucking looking down that whole scene got a little weird you know because it was the first time where he was just kind of not not the first time he was fucking with every anyone but it was the first time you see ghostface and somebody's not running from him do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he w- he was just kind of fucking with her, and then you know obviously she runs, they get into the thing, and boom, fucking you get stuck in the thing. Which I mean, I know you know it's so popular now, but you look back to it, that's a fucking cool death, dude. It's not the greatest death in the world or anything like that, but shit, man, I I liked it. The only problem is I I've heard this this my, the main thing I know in what my head. Say. Yeah, I mean, the fucking thing would collapse, you know? Well, that not only that, it would, like, I can't even walk under my garage and dip underneath it after I press the button without it going back up. It'll go back up. Yeah, let's say, okay, let's just say that's not enabled, right? Do you really think it would hold in a, a hundred whatever fucking... Ten pound um, chick? No. Yeah, like, do you really think so? Or do you think I'm wondering would, why she didn't back out of it. I mean, when it starts going up, just back, right. I mean, yeah, she's stuck. Well, you got in there, you can get back out. Right, right. Yeah, he didn't exactly hurt her that much when she was in it. She could have just got out. Just fucking get, just bloop, push with your arms, fucking get get back out. I'm too invested. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm already <laughs> I've gone too far. <laughs> I've gone too far. I'm stopped now. But, Should I mean, to back? me, it was clear. I don't think she even looked stuck. You know, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, just back out of it, dude. Right, I mean, just. Right. Just back out of it, bitch. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh. Well, hey, how about this? Look, we're all into this movie. It's exciting. It's fun. But have you ever had as – were you ever so into this movie as these guys were into Halloween? I mean, let's face it. This movie, Halloween, is what, 22 years old at this point? Uh Yes, it is better at that point of the movie, but it's a slow burn Halloween. Have you ever seen kids so glued to the fucking screen like they're watching? Like, it looked like they were watching wrestling or something, and they're all huge wrestling fans or something. Like, they were way into Halloween, man. Like, it was the most amazing thing they've ever seen in their lives. They were also drunk. They were also drunk. I was gonna say that, Jamie. And I have friends that 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 will try and watch. Like, yeah, I fucking love this movie. And like, oh, but if you look at it, Randy's really the only one. And then Stu, because you know Stu too. Dude, but, everybody was like, oh, like when the guy got stabbed up against the wall. Right, right. But yeah, he also says, "Fucking, I want to see Jamie Lee's tits." Like, clearly, this guy isn't a Halloween fan if he thinks Jamie Lee's tits are coming. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's true. I think that's the thing is a lot of these kids. 
they weren't. They didn't know right. shit. About, they didn't know shit about horror. That's but what they're, I'm saying. Now they're interested because of right. what's going on in their exactly. own backyard. Hmm, Except maybe. for Randy and, and Stu and shit. And yeah, Billy. he said there was a run on on mass murder movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which it's I always thought was weird when the girl's like, "What's the What's the werewolf <laughs> movie with ET's mom?" And he's like, "The Howling." I'm like, "Why the fuck are you watching The Howling right now?" Like, it makes sense to me that you would watch Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth or Maniac or whatever, but. Had the howling? <laughs> what does that <laughs> yeah, have to do with anything? Weird. What's the movie with Clive, uh, Colin Clive, and he, he gets this monster to come back? Oh, it's Frankenstein. I, okay, I'm going to watch that while there's a mass murder in my town. Like, uh, really, sweetie. Uh, get with the genre. Get get with the specifics of the genre, at least. Right. The entire movie of Halloween is so out of sync, and everything is wrong with it. Like, he stabs the guy against the wall, and then they all react to it, and then he tilts his head, and blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, he goes to tell everybody the rules, and then he presses pause, and the knife is up to stab him against the wall again. Right, right. Like, what the fuck? Like, couldn't you plan this out any other way? But at the same at the same time, dude, it's kind of in sequence when Dewey comes in later and the Halloween music is playing and she's in the closet. Yeah, but I think they they, they drop that like one too many times and in spots that aren't even where it should be. And you think so? I th- if I remember correct, it's there's everything is wrong with this when it comes to to time. But continuity, yeah. But that's just a nerd uh, observation. So, um, oh, Jamie, look behind you. Look yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Jamie. Jamie Kennedy, perfect. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He's referencing her real name. Look behind you, Jamie, and his name is Jamie, and he's not looking behind him. I know. Well, when he was talking, I'm looking behind me in the theater. I'm like, what? Oh, Jamie. Wow, <laughs> look at that. And now Jamie's talking about it. That was funny. And what, yeah, what and I just you... talked about it. How about that? Huh. Now, what do you guys think about the whole 30-second delay aspect? I mean, I personally don't have an opinion. I it's whatever. It. I love it too. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, you, you know, she snuck a camera but in. You for... have an opinion. <laughs> well, I know, no, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I personally buy... don't have an opinion. I love it too. Wait. I don't know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I say it didn't reference it at all, it referenced everything. <laughs> no, wait. What was the other one you said? You said, oh, and by completely the same, I mean different. I mean not at all or something. Wait, what the fuck was that? <laughs> You know like, oh, um, oh, he was talking about let the right one in. He said this movie is, oh yeah, it's way better, like leagues better than the remake. And by leagues, I mean not much at all, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was classic, dude. I love hey, that. I'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't personally have an opinion. I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant in, in terms in terms of moving moving the story uh, the story along. No, it was like, a great point. Great plot point. Because if you really look at it, like from the Jamie thing, and and yeah, he's chasing Sydney around. Okay, we're jumping at. We're actually jumping. Well, dude, around. look how it paid off, though. Right. They he he sees the guy at his car and he goes, "Wait a minute." And then he realizes Ghostface left, so he's right next to him at this point. That's like a great payoff to the 30-second gag. I agree. I agree. You're right. Let's not skip over. Okay, here are the rules how to survive a horror movie. Number 1, you will not survive if you have sex. Boo. Boo. <laughs> you will not survive if you drink or do drugs. Me and Dan are out. Yep. Three, you will not survive if you say, I'll be right back, so the Terminator is dead. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number four, everyone is a suspect. <laughs> yeah, man. That's not really a rule how to survive a horror movie. Oh, I guess it's just rules. That's all. <laughs> no, he does say that, though, to successfully survive a horror movie. He does say that, so you're right. Good point, Alex. <laughs> I, was having some, I was having some geeky moments there the first time I watched it, too. I have to say, when he was yeah, going over all that shit. I was just like... Yeah, I mean, it's like he was talking to me. You know? well, that's what they're. That's what the, this movie is a movie for horror fans and non horror fans. The the dichotomy of the movie is phenomenal. Like like I already said, they want to be so hip and pop culture and new and MTV generation. Oddly enough, it won the fucking MTV Best Picture award. I remember that, dude. That's when I used to watch the MTV awards. Holy fuck, that brought me back. Wow. Sorry. Go ahead. And it's it's it wants to be so fresh and new and yet it's so old school it's made for horror lovers and it's made for people who don't love horror can i say something about that alex i think it's a lot of the same but that's what makes it good like it's just a new take on it do you know what i mean like it's basically looking at something from a different angle from a more knowledgeable angle and a self meta from the audience's angle and when does that ever happen it builds up to the end there, dude. And and the, at the point we're talking about with Gale and – I mean you say everybody's a suspect. What did you guys think of when Dewey's walking with Gale down that road too? Because I even thought that was fucking creepy, dude. Yeah. I mean I didn't think it was Dewey for a second, dude. But I'm thinking, dude, this is fucking kind of creeping me out. Like I'm having fun. But this whole fucking movie and the score and, you know, it's kind of like a somber tone with, with what's going on. Because you feel bad for this girl. This isn't like a, this is a fun slasher. I hope this bitch gets it. Like, you feel for this girl. And how, what other fucking horror movies do it like this where they have the same fucking lead, leads, if you will, in all the fucking movies? Have survive? It's brilliant. And dude. what other horror movies have a different killer every time? Exactly. Anyway, that's another thing I was gonna say. With all the killers that 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 don the fucking mask or whatever, you know what's cool about it? It's it it seems like no matter who it is, it doesn't matter. It's Ghostface. Like it's Isn't almost that like weird? whoever's in that. Yeah, it's almost like they are that character. The way he moves, especially, you know, it's just crazy to me how people don't pick up on that, dude. What other what other fucking movies do that where they have other people come in and they kind of and it all makes sense. Like that Friday really five. Well, Friday, oh, Roy <laughs> fucking Roy. God damn you, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, were you talking to me, Sheriff? Well, what the fuck, Roy? Uh, just wonder if you're talking to me. Roy, get the fuck out of here. Load those bodies in there. Roy, get out of here so we can fucking reference you at the end and nobody will know what the fuck we're talking about because this is a lame-ass fucking scene that we're going through in 30 seconds. All right. <laughs> hey, Roy, uh, you look like fucking Lou Ferrigno when you fall off the goddamn... Yeah. <laughs> Hulk smash. Oh, uh, you fucking nut, Roy. So Skeet gets to ski inside of his chick. Yep. <laughs> and uh <laughs> you think she let him really oh sure i mean sure, he seems to me the type you what do you think she took it on the stomach or she i'm not sure what she's she probably she reminds me of the type who would probably make him shoot it in his shirt or something <laughs> she really would. like a towel she would. it's like you don't get it on me <laughs> You see, it's funny because in the in a in a cutscene that you don't see in Scream, uh, Nev Campbell is talking to Tatum, and she says, um, "She says, how many calories do you think are in sperm?" And then Tatum goes, "Honey, if you're if you're drinking it that much, the guy won't care if you're a little chubby." <laughs> what, dude? I've never seen this scene. No, I see it. do you have the Blu-ray? It's in there. 
I do. Wow, I've never seen it. Wow. Yeah, so that's what she does with it, if you want to know. I just, I just want to drop a little insight, because everybody says it, all we do is give our opinions. We don't uh, actually give you any information, so I wanted to give you something there legitimate. There you go. There you go. For information and an opinion about that. Boom. This is... Someone on iTunes, they said, uh, if you like just people giving their opinions, there's a really good show, but they don't actually... Uh, isn't that the point of that's listening to a true. podcast is to get people's opinions, though? I mean, that's pretty much what – if you want to know about the show, fucking look up Wiki. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the movie, look up Wiki or go to IMDb. That's not our job. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Athwipe. But we actually do. Yeah, I mean, we we drop a lot of shit. Yeah, of course. Look, look at all the psycho shit we dropped and the classic stuff we dropped. We dropped tons of shit on there. Fuck you. No, but but thank thank you for the three stars though. So uh, yeah, so Gail Gail does one of those annoying things where you're like, well, fucking hit the brakes, bitch! Like she's riding the van. Kenny falls off. Great scene when she wipes the blood off the window and Kenny fucking. She's like, get the fuck off me, you fat piece of shit! And she like yeah. uh, he falls off the van, but then she swerves out of the way of Nev Campbell. And um, why why wouldn't you just hit the brakes? Why are you still going full force off the road, off into a ditch? Like, I don't know. Does anybody else think that the music that plays, like when when um, the the blood is all over the windshield, yeah. and she turns on the windshield, does that remind you of Scooby Doo? Mm. Yeah, every, it does. Actually, every yeah. time it's like straight from Scooby Doo. Yeah? That's just what it, that's what I think of every time. Yeah, all the music. Next time you watch it, think about that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and well, and and then she crashes. But see, I, I now is this scene? I forget if it's before or after what I'm about to say. But when she, uh, when she, when she's hiding, when she sees Dewey come out, Dewey stabbed, and then that's where that's what gives him that fucking gangsta ass limp in two. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he, and then I think he's got it in three too, but then in four, he's like, okay. I think, yeah, he did physical rehab or something. Yeah, right. but um, yeah, he's, yeah, just like, too, he's tired of doing the walk. Yeah, exactly. The pimp walk, the fucking. Now, what did you think though? Ghostface comes out, rips the knife out of him, and fucking here we go again. And then she gets herself in the car in Dewey's, uh, in Dewey's fucking Scooby Mobile whip, whatever little Jeep fucking truck thing, cop things that they have. Uh, this is another fucking scene I don't where. That. You remember when she's in the car, dude, and she locks the doors? Oh and, yeah. And then he fucking, he's got the keys and bloop, they pop up and then you see it in the fucking back, dude, which is crucial too because she's calling for help. So you know that the police will eventually be there probably at, right after the final scene. But, uh, you know, she gets on the radio and, 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 and does all that shit, which I want to say too, takes the cops a little while to get there. They suck, man. I must say, think about the time she calls and then. By the time they get here, it'll be too late, bitch. Yeah, you know, I mean, and then she goes in and actually, no, I think it's right after that. Yeah, she goes in and and then it's the whole fucking situation. Yeah, you're right. She runs out and then it's the whole situation with fucking Stu and uh, and 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 Randy. I'm losing track because the big reveal comes in the kitchen. Right. And then she pops out with a gun and she said that they you left me for dead in the van. So she must have done the car gag first, then did the van, flipped over, no, and that she was goes, I thought she was dead. He goes, she looked dead. <laughs> so what do you guys think of the big reveal? This is another like classic scene, almost perfect. Uh, well, this is what I'm scene. saying, though. Yes, yeah, Skeet Ulrich comes down and fucking falls down the stairs, and then oh, it's the pig's blood and Carrie, and it's the whole fucking... We all go a little mad sometimes. Boom! Anthony oh, Perkins, dude. psycho. Exactly. Bitch. And, and I, 
Oh, and th- and then even right after that, when fucking Stu comes walking in, and she's like, "Oh, Stu!" And then you could just it, it, see. To me, that was the cool part because it was a more subtle reveal. It was just kind of him looking like, "Baby, you're fucked. Like you're fucked." And then you have to kind of say, "Oh shit, he's in it." And then he could, "Oh yeah, he's definitely in it." And then they do and- the whole thing, the motive thing, and that that was pretty cool. I thought the motive was good enough. It just didn't. It didn't. Uh, I don't think it's. It's uh, what's it called? It's uh, it merits killing principles and uh, well, Casey Beckham broke up with uh, Stu to go right. out with Steve, so that's okay. Uh, I don't think you would kill. Well, I guess Tatum. It's his own girlfriend. I, I, but like you said, I don't know. I mean, there was only seven people killed in this movie. I mean, I just don't think yeah. you had to kill your own girlfriend. Uh, I don't know why I'm hung up. I, I just can't imagine not having sex the next night. Maybe she wasn't giving him that much sex. You never know. Well, she looked pretty frisky when he was, like, carrying her down the sidewalk. Exactly. Maybe that's why. She was a cock tease. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, right. Wearing those little ugly skirts. She probably exactly. teased him. They have to set it up so that they look like real victims. And they decide to stab each other in the stomach when, logically, you would say, well, dude, just stab me in my thigh and uh, miss that big organ. You know, we'll just stab me here. Stab me in the shoulder. Instead, they go for, like, fucking really sensitive places to get stabbed. It was kind of weird. Like, why couldn't they just hit him over the face with a, a board or something and uh, stab him in the arm? And then... But it does pay off because the guy's like... I'm feeling a little woozy here. <laughs> well, they could have went all Fight Club on it like Jill did in four and start smashing each other, smashing her fucking self on the table and shit. And even though it looks gruesome with the glass and all that, she's not inflicting any internal damage like they were. But dude, I'm sorry, man. That stab scene, like, it kind, it didn't take me out of the screen movie, no, not by neither. any means. It just amplified that. Holy shit, we're not fucking around here, dude. That was some brutal ass shit. Like for a horror movie, dude, that shit was sketchy. No, I loved it, and I'm just saying this now. Sick as fuck. But watching it, no, I think it's awesome. When these guys, when they're dying because of these stabs, do you do you feel that these two guys are like two wannabes, like two like hacky loser wannabes, or do you still? Feel feel they're legit at that point when everything's going wrong i think what we find out here is that Stu, uh, well he succumbs to peer pressure he says that you know but, <laughs> but what we have what, what we have yeah <laughs> my, my mom and dad are gonna be so mad <laughs> you're not really calling the cops are you you bet your ass billy loomis billy loomis what the fuck we, out here is that Billy is the true psycho. Like he is demented. Right. He's brutal. He's evil. Like he really doesn't give a shit if he hurts Stu or not. Like he just, I think he actually enjoys it a little too much. Stu, on the other hand, is just sort of going along. You know, he's right. not. Uh, he's not totally sincere about it. I mean, when it comes down to it, he's bleeding out. He's worried about his parents being mad at him. You know, this is. Yeah. <laughs> I think he didn't realize it was going to go as far as it did. Like he intellectually he knew it you know he knew what the plan was but living it out is different i don't think it really hit him you know how real it was you know i'll take it one step further and say this jamie i don't even think that Stu knew about billy's motives until he said it to Uh, sydney yeah i mean look at his face yeah as far as he was concerned i mean like you get the whole thing from Stu where he's like you know um that he goes through all the motives that they have, and then 
when I, I think when when Billy finally like really hits what he's going after, yes, Stu is just as surprised as everybody else. He's like, "What? Wait, what?" Yeah, that's what I said. Like he don't know, dude. He doesn't know. He he just thought that they were doing this fucking love a scary movie thing and they were gonna be the survivors and blah blah blah. But yeah, dude, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. They pull out the dad. Did you guys think it was him though when they found his car? Because that was sketchy. That was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Because to me, I was like, what the fuck is the dad's car doing that? And I knew why, but it just built it. It just seemed like everything built in this movie. Like, oh, shit, they find the car. Oh, fuck, who is it? Who is it? And then when the reveal comes and you start, you know, when he drags him out, like you said, and I thought he was a goner. Like, I thought they were going to kill him right off the bat. I'm very surprised that guy lived, first of all, straight up. And, uh, you know, with that whole fucking sequence, too, about... It was great that he did live since we never see him again. Uh, Yeah, yeah, right. You see him in Scream 3. 3, that's right, that's right. There you go, Jamie. There you go, you you blew it. But that doesn't even count. (laughs) Spoiler alert! Spoiler! So Gail comes in thinking she's going to save the day. She's too dumb to realize that the gun has a safety on it. Like, uh, I mean, I guess I could see that. Um, you know, she goes to pull the trigger and it doesn't work. I mean, what are you going to do? Practice outside or does, sure. she, does she even know where that thing is? I don't know. I don't know. But, you yeah. know, so she gets knocked out. She lands on Dewey, who's supposed to be dead, by the way. Uh, he actually dies when he stabs him in the back and lands. Because if you look, Dewey's not breathing when he's on that floor. And it was actually written that he'd be dead. And yeah. they actually changed it uh, at the end because um, I don't know if they went back and shot whatever or whatever. But audiences loved him so much. And I don't know how they knew that before they shot the very, very end. But he was actually written to be dead at that point. Yeah, Wes Craven shot it. And he says, just in case, I'll put this in. And then he did. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Perfect. So uh, here's the weird thing about it, though. So she comes back, um, and, you know, with the gun. I hate to jump. Well, let me just focus on the gun part. We won't have to jump the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she knows. She shoots or whatever with the gun. And then she says, uh, I didn't forget the safety that time, asshole, or whatever. Motherfucker, yeah. Oh, asshole. Number one, good. like, she could have just assumed this or uh, or whatever, but she never heard him say... It works better without the safety, bitch. Like, she was knocked the fuck out. So why is she responding to his snarky comment when she has no idea he even said it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when she woke up, Dewey was like, he was talking shit about you, man. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe she did put it together, though, because she knew, obviously, once she squeezed the trigger that the safety was on. And then I know something you don't know. And then he kicks her. And then he's like, oh, the safety wasn't on this time, bitch. Like, maybe she just assumed it. You're right, though, dude. I've never thought about that before. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Wow. Yeah. You know, Nev Campbell, uh, when they're hurting uh, Gail, um, Nev hides in the closet, takes all the stuff, calls the cops and says they're on their way. And meanwhile, so the cops were already called. I don't know why she has to call the cops again. Uh, but, you know, the, the cops are on their way. They didn't come the first time, but I guess they're going to show up because she called. And, yeah. Um, all right. Because Gail called the cops. And uh, so she comes out and and, po- and pokes Billy with an umbrella, and supposedly the first time, well, it was a stuntman actually hitting him, I guess, and the umbrella hits the this big board that they put in front of his chest, and then when he strikes again, he misses the board and actually hits the actor, Billy, uh, you know, Skeet, in the chest, and 
you could tell by his reaction. And Wes Craven liked it so much that he kept that in there. Where he actually he had a previous injury there. They happened to hit him right on the spot where he was oh. already injured, which is why his reaction was as bad as it was because he was already hurt. Not not movie related. He had a previous injury. Yeah. So yep. uh, so then you know uh, he gets shot, I guess, by I forgot who Gail maybe and. Um, you know, he's on the floor and he's dead. And there's where uh, Jamie Kennedy is like, uh, oh, wait, real quick. Uh, well, fuck. Uh, we'll go back to that. So, you know, Jamie Kennedy says, well, this is where the killer gets up for his classic, you know, one last scare. Then Billy jumps up, scares everybody, and uh, Nev Campbell shoots him. And she says, not in my movie. Like, well, he just did. He just did get up for the one last scare. What do you mean? <laughs> not in your movie. Because everybody seemed to be scared, and just, like, are you referring to just yourself? And you're referring to, well, I wasn't scared of his jump, or like, what exactly do you mean? Not in my movie, because it just happened. I like in the second one too. She's just like, <laughs> just, just to be certain, she fucking caps the bitch in the head. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't like even give, doesn't even give her the fucking satisfaction that her son got. You know, right? Well, that's what you have to do if you don't want him to do that in your movie. It was just a clever line, though, really. I mean, it was just a, a punchy little line that they right, threw at right. her. Yeah, it was, yes. You know, because you're right. It did just happen. So, yeah, even in your movie, bitch. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? So uh, the one thing I wanted to jump back to before we wrap it up, you know, we're at, we did finish. But I just want to say one thing real quick. When – because we kind of – we have to – look, we're, we're going on for God knows how long. And it's probably longer than the movie running time. And, oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. So one thing I just want to say, when – um. When you never knew who was the killer, and Stu and uh, the guy was like, "No, it's him, Sid. No, it's him." Blah, blah. Who did who did you believe? That was Randy and Stu Randy at the time. Stu. Yeah, um, I believed Randy. I did too. I really did. I, I I didn't I didn't more believe Randy more than I saw Stu as the killer. Like I just the way I don't know the way he's like, "No, no, it's him." It's a point that I don't know for some reason I was like, "I think it's him." But then because again, we had seen Randy being all drunk on the couch before that with the dude true. behind him, and true, you know, true. I mean, we really knew it wasn't Randy. Oh, I'm sorry, dumb question. I'm sorry. Then again, though, we we thought, well, yeah, we saw fucking. Um, yeah, wait. We also saw Stu let people out of the party while his girlfriend just got killed. So again, yep. there you go. Right. So, so in our eyes, actually, neither of them should have been the killer. But is but with Randy, there was no one around at that point when he was all right. on the couch by himself. So who right. was he? Fool- he wasn't fooling anyone at the time. You know, well, at this Stu- point, it would be fooling us, the audience. At that, you know what I mean? Like if it, if we're talking in terms of that, it would be to trick us. You know what I'm saying? Not that they did that, I'm saying, but that would be the sole purpose of it. Right? Well, I guess. Well, and with that point, I guess we knew, but it would be right, right. tricking her if yeah. uh, you know, as far as Randy and Stu goes, because exactly, um, she didn't know what we knew. I mean, she didn't see him drunk on the couch right. with the dude behind him. You know, she we did, but she didn't know that. So actually, yeah, she did see that. She saw it on the camera. Remember? Oh, that's true. On the camera. Yeah. Well, Kenny so they weren't fooling anybody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so why did she say fuck you both? She just said, well, I did see you on the couch. Okay, come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That's why I think, dude, I would have said that too, though. Like, with all this shit running around, I don't know who the fuck's a kill. Fuck you both. <laughs> That's what I would have done too. Like, I don't know, y'all. Fuck y'all. You could kill me if I went you in. 
And then, yeah, fight it, fight it out amongst yourselves. I'm fucking in the house. That's what I know. Hey, man, I can't blame her. Yeah, that was a solid move, so, yeah. Yep. This is Mr. Skin for MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Nude, nude, and more nude on demand. It's Nymphomaniac Volume 1. Model Stacy Martin stars as a sex addict in the Skinston classic shocker and repeatedly bears every inch getting banged every which way and loose. Nymphomaniac? They gotta call it Skinfomaniac. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on Cinemax, Ivana Milicevic is getting bare again on Banshee. She's one of the top 10 nude scenes of 2013, and her model grade mams look just as great in the second season. Banshee will make you say, I want to see some more. Nude on Blu ray, Tandy Newton stars in the DirecTV detective series Rogue. And in between solving crimes, Tandy gives us some great looks at her fig Newtons. It's not Direct TV, it's Erect TV. MrSkin.com. Fast forwarding to the good parts. So, uh, so we're done. Um, I guess we gave our overall thoughts and all that shit, and this is uh, long anyway and thorough. So, yep. So, uh, rating time, I guess. Um, Jamie, let's do uh, technical since there's a. This is a uh, retrospective. We'll go all the way. So, uh, technical rating one to ten. What do you give this? Ooh, I'm really tempted to give to give this an all out ten. I mean, yeah. apart from the fact that it was extremely well made and well written and well acted and looked great, it had a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, then there's what it did culturally and. For <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Wait, did I thought one of you were just snoring? Were you just snoring? No. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you just snored at me because like I was going too long. No, I was <laughs> pissing into a coke can. <laughs> Is that what you heard? You heard the piss actually hit the rim? I thought you were going. <laughs> you know, like all right, wrap it up, bitch. Um, <laughs> no, I'm pissing into a, a can and dumping out the window right now. Nice. You know the um. You know, the issues that we have with it are really minor and totally overlookable. Most of them I have overlooked over the years and didn't really uh, – even some of them I didn't even notice until we started talking about it. So, yeah, I really can't think of anything horribly wrong with this film, not even enough to knock it down. What so about all the stuff we talked about, like um, <clears throat> the bad action parts and the ghost in the supermarket? Like that has yeah. to bring it a little bit from a 10. Uh, I don't think so. Technical. This isn't about how much you love it. I know. I know. Well, okay. If it did, it would be like a 9.5. So, okay. I'll go 9.5 because it's not perfect. Right. It's damn close, though. Five out of five rating thing. Oh, love it? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. Five. Okay. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, technical. Uh... I'd say the same just because of those couple fucking scenes with Ghostface, but to me it didn't really, you know, take away from anything. It just as a as a as somebody that's gonna say this is their favorite movie of all time, I'd be a douchebag if I if I were to say it is perfect because it's not. There are those couple scenes, so I think a nine point five. You're absolutely right, and you know I fucking love this movie. Five out of five for sure. It's my favorite movie. So yeah, that's mine. What about you? I think we brought up a. A good amount of dumb things like the the guy in the bathroom, how long was he going to hang there and all that type of shit. And, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things like that. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Things that are just for plot, not for reality. Things that, you know. That's true. I'm going to say technically it's, an, it's, a, it's a 9, even 9, or an 8.5. Um, even though it had such, I mean, such an impact. And I think that impact and what it did for horror comes more from the 5 out of 5 love thing. Uh, I think that's more important than a couple plot holes and, and glaring omissions and things like that. Yeah. Mm, that's solid. Yeah, I think I think that, that works. So I guess as so as far as loving it, how do you say this? Because I don't watch this movie a lot, but every time I do, I love it and I, I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to just say four out of five. I really like it. Talking to you about this movie, I can tell that you like it because of the shit that you talk about. I mean, just the stuff that we were talking about today, I could tell the way you were talking about it that it doesn't really matter because this movie has so many good things in it. And rarely do we review movies that are like top fucking notch and ha ha ha, I give everything fucking fives, fuck y'all. But you know what I'm saying? Like we, we rarely review top notch movies and I think that this is definitely in that upper tier. Whether it's perfect or not to me, to everybody, is a it's the fact of the matter that everybody puts it in their top fucking list or not i shouldn't say everybody but a good majority of the people put it up there and put it up in high regard is one of the one of the best uh, horror movies ever made you know and i think it's 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 very accurate i think it is you know and it's yeah. one of my personal favorites i just fucking love this movie and we'll get into the sequels after but this is the epitome this is the this is this is what it's all about it was this one movie and everything else was just fucking feeding off of this one movie yeah, and if I if I had to like make a list of like top twenty, uh, I'm sure this would end up on there. Cool, nice. Hey man, maybe you need to keep watching it a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> well, just talking about it makes me want to. But um, there you go. I'll probably watch it again tonight. No, well, this uh, is this is my girlfriend's favorite horror movie of all time. Is it? Yeah. Yes, dude. I love Tiffany. She's awesome. That was Scream. We'll be right back with Scream. Uh, no, actually, this was so long that we're going to end the show here. So, yep. <clears throat> so we hope you enjoyed. That was weird because the probably that intro music has been playing for a few seconds now. So, um, <laughs> I mean, the exit music has been playing for a few <laughs> seconds. So, I guess uh, this is the Skeleton Crew signing out. Scream One. That's the beginning of the retrospective. If you hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish. Understand? Bye, everybody. Play us out, Buckethead. Woo!